Hello and good afternoon and hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Joe Show Connecting All Abilities podcast. I'm your host Joseph DeYoung. I'm very excited to be back here in the studio and very excited to be back on the pod doing the podcast. Um, I hope you all had a had a good vacation. I hope you all had a good summer and of course I had a pretty good summer. It, um, but today it is nice and sunny. And today I have a guest on my podcast today. Um, she is with Pause for the, Pause for the Cause. So let's welcome Becky to the show. Um, good afternoon, Becky. How are you doing today? I'm great, Joe. Thanks so much for having me in today. Hey, it's my pleasure. I mean, oh, excuse me. Um, it's my pleasure, actually, um, because I, I know that I remember... Um, I remember you and I met at the at the Illusion Salon, if I remember correctly, because that's where my cousin works at. And that's where I get my hair cut. Exactly. Yeah, but not by your cousin. But, oh no, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, shout out to them though, huh? There, yeah. Shout out to Krista, Krista Noel, and yeah, um, Kelly, and everybody else there, and Anthony too. And so it actually feels like a small world too. You know, it's it's like a small world. It is. You know what I mean? You know, seven degrees of separation, is yeah, what they say, right? Exactly. And and also, ladies and gentlemen, um, in case of you guys don't know too, um, <clears throat> this is the uh, uh, this is the new the new voice recorder, Ron, the new Ron Gator. Um, I know it's a different voice recorder than you guys are used to seeing, but this one is different. So, anyways, um, we're going to jump right into the questions. So. Um, question number one, <clears throat> so tell me about the organization and the clients that you serve. Yeah, Pause with a Cause um, places assistance dogs with individuals with a wide range of physical disabilities, um, hearing impairments, seizure disorders, and children with autism. So for our service dog clients, an individual has to have a disability that limits one or more of their limbs. And it might be an individual that is, uses a wheelchair in their ability to um, be mobile. They might use other assistive devices such as a walker, a cane, uh, forearm crutches, or they might um, not need any assistive technology right now, but having a dog to assist them would be very beneficial. Some of our clients that have like maybe an earlier stage of muscular dystrophy or multiple sclerosis, um, and the dog might be able to keep them upright and walking longer. Then our hearing dogs are trained for individuals that have bilateral hearing loss, and they alert them to common household sounds in their home and in the environment that they are in. Our Seizure response dogs are for individuals with a diagnosis of epilepsy and they respond when a person is having a seizure or slightly after a seizure and might do some supportive assistance for them um, during or after an episode. And then we train dogs to assist children with autism. So that is our only program where it is a facilitated program which means the child or the dog actually works for the child but follows the um, directions, directions of the parents. Correct. The directions of the parents actually correct too, yeah. correct? Correct. 
Um, so do you, um, so, so do you guys also have dogs for folks with um, visual impairments? That is one thing that we do not work with, um, but there is Leader Dogs that's in Rochester, Michigan, <coughs> who is one of the organizations that we um, work hand in hand with. We are actually very close with them and sometimes, well, share dogs. Um, we might have a dog that um, is more along the line of what is needed for a guide dog. And sometimes they have dogs that are appropriate, more appropriate for service dogs. So we occasionally do um, exchange dogs, um, but we will work uh, rather closely with them. So they're good friends of ours. Oh, okay, cool. Because for, for, for those that are like watching it, for those that um, that are that that listen to the podcast and that have, and for those that have people with special needs or visual impairments, I mean, I recommend that they should get they can get some um, service dogs if they want to. Mm -hmm. You know, that's their decision. It is, and it's a unique decision for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, if they are wanting um, a pause service dog, it's sort of a good timing for this podcast right now as pause does a open enrollment for applications every year. So we only accept application requests January, February, and March. And somebody can request an application at our website, which is pausewithacause.org. Oh, okay, cool. So, um, and another question that I have for you. Um, so, how does Pause for the Cause connect with the community? You know, so we use a um, lot of community volunteers. So, one of the biggest ways that we connect with the community is through our um, foster puppy program, where we have volunteers who take a puppy and raise it for... Uh, 12 months, so they get the puppy when it's about eight weeks old. They turn it back into us when that puppy's about 14, sometimes 15 months of age. Um, then we also have volunteers that will do other um, things that pause that help us out. So we have volunteer puppy bathers. <laughs> we have volunteer receptionists. So there's quite a few volunteer programs um, that if anybody might be interested in helping us out. Yeah, because I think um, because I think there are some some folks with um, some 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 uh, students and that work there that go to school that I think they can like come and like volunteer and help out um, with the dogs too and like play with the dogs and then like feed them and bathe them and um, and like take care of them. So, do you have any um, schools that come and um, volunteer? We don't have any schools right now that volunteer. Um, usually they're individuals, but I would, I would definitely say it could be open um, <clears throat> to some individuals that wanted to volunteer. We have, like right now I know we have people who come in and are puppy socializers, so it's a great way if you just want to play with puppies. Uh, sometimes when the puppies are coming in, they get brought in at eight weeks old from their host homes, from their litter home, and then they are with us for a couple of weeks before they go to their foster home. And during those couple of weeks, we have volunteers coming in just to play with them and um, let them be puppies. So that is a great way if somebody had um, just a few hours that they wanted to give and couldn't commit to 24-7 uh, of raising a puppy. That's a great way just to be able to... Um, you know, have some puppy time. And also, maybe, well, I mean, because the, the interaction with dogs, it's, it's, it's good for, um, for the mind, and it's also good for, 
your anxiety too, because I know that, um, because I heard that, um, that hanging out with a dog can, um, it can decrease the, it can decrease, decrease your anxiety, if I remember, because if, if, I, I think that's what I heard, of, I heard. Yeah, so there's lots of um, benefits of just pet ownership and being yeah. around animals. And playing so, with dogs, too. Yeah, playing that with helps. them, I mean, it says it lowers your blood pressure yeah. and, you know, decreases stress, so, um, but, you know, um, and they're puppies. What's cuter than being licked by a puppy? <laughs> Oh, well, of course, but I mean they're not trying to like, you know, they're 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 not trying to do it on purpose. or just they're just trying to sniff you and just to see like how like how good you smell, like, mm -hmm. you know, whether they like you or not. They want to play with you or be next to you. you right. Know? I mean I love dogs. I mean I'm an animal person too, but I'm also a people person too, you know. Um, and then moving on to the um, next question. All right, so here we go, Ron. Another question coming at you. <clears throat> so what is the process for raising and training the dogs? Okay, so um, as I mentioned, an individual would uh, agree to raise a puppy and they spend about a year raising that puppy. So they get, get it at about eight weeks of age they return it to us when it's about 14 to 15 months of age. Once our puppies are returned to us, they then go through a prison program. So they spend about four months in a prison where inmates teach them um, more advanced obedience. The foster raiser does some basic obedience and gets the dog comfortable in going into environments that it will be into as a working dog. So, you know, malls and movie theaters and restaurants and, um, and, and, and like parades. Parades, too. Yeah, and things like that. Events. Exactly. Uh, mm. So they go from the razor to prison um, for, as I said, about four months in prison. Then they come back to pause, and we, at that point, determine if they're going to go into training or maybe back into our breeding program because... Um, we need to always put dogs into our breeding program so that we have um, a continual stream of puppies coming in. Um, or if we determine that we cannot use them. If um, they go into training, they then, um, each department has different characteristic traits for their dogs that they are looking for. So the dogs will go through some testing to see what their best role is. So it's just like us, you know, where somebody might be really strong in math and somebody else is really strong in science. You might have a dog that's going to be really strong as being somebody's hearing ears or somebody who's going to be really strong as a service dog. So we, just, we find out what that best role is for that dog. And then once we know what that best role is for the dog, the trainers work with it for a couple of months really get to know the dog, get to know their personality, and then we match that dog with one to one specific client. And then that dog is tailored trained to meet the needs of that individual. Since we work with such a wide range of disabilities, every person is unique and what their needs are gonna be are going to be unique to them. So the dog is going to be tailored trained specifically for what that individual needs that dog for. 
Oh, exactly, because I'm glad you brought that up because um, I was watching um, National Geographic one time and there was actually some inmates training, uh, training some dogs for people that, that want them. Um, and, and I was pretty much amazed on how the inmates were working well with the dogs and it's, it, it's, it, it amazes me what, 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 what like how inmates are training dogs too. Yeah, it's a very much a win-win for us and for the prison and inmates. So it um, allows us to have somebody who has more time to commit to working more advanced obedience. Uh, you know, because they can pretty much spend, you know, many, several hours a day working specifically on the dog's training. And it also um, can teach inmates some valuable skills that they might utilize once they are paroled. And they've also found that it has reduced um, offenses in prisons. So just the presence of having the dogs there makes everybody... Um, you know, happier, they're less stressed, exactly. and they have uh, better behavior within the, um, the, in the, the prison. Prison, yeah. exactly, that's what I about what to say. Um, that's really cool, and then, uh, my next question is coming right at you, Becky. Um, what is the biggest need for your organization? Being a nonprofit, we have quite a few big needs, of course, um, Donations is one. Uh, we are limited on what we can do based on um, the donations that we receive. And the other big need for us are for foster puppy raisers. So right now I know we have puppies available for people um, that they can right now probably pretty much get a puppy with a short wait. Um, but it is a, it's a hard commitment. Like I said, it's a year long and um, and then just the financial resources. Because I, I remember, because I know you mentioned that you have like, how many was it, like 18, 28, or like 80 dog, 84, 85 dogs, if I remember correctly? So, you know, right now in our kennels, we probably have about 75, 85 dogs that are in, in our kennels right now. 85, okay. Um, we will place about 50 dogs a year with clients. Um, and then we have dogs that go out into other uh, venues, other fields. So um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about that if you would like. So our, um, we have what we call a purposeful placement. Mm -hmm. So not all of our dogs are suited to go in to a client, to be with a client. But we have a, we know that every dog has a purpose and they're going to get to what is their best purpose. So dogs that are not selected to go to a client or are not selected to go into our breeding program go into what we call our purposeful placement. And that program finds the dog their best role. Right now, one of the things that is more is newer to PAWS, we've only been placing um, what we call facility dogs for I think it's about three years. So we place dogs in um, schools, medical centers um, that are there as a therapy dog. So some dogs just don't want to serve one 
person. They're that extrovert dog that loves everybody. And that dog that loves everybody can actually be a hindrance for like, let's say somebody who's balance impaired and they're walking and they need their dog to help them with their balance. But yet they see a new person and they're like, oh my God, I just got to say hi to you. Yeah. You know, that could be bad for that one person. Well, now that you mentioned that about like having dogs in schools, I heard, in, I heard that like they've been having like therapy dogs come at schools too. So yeah, like, so this dog is, so that dog that loves everybody might be placed into that school and it work, goes into that school five days a week. It's typically housed by a teacher or an administrative person who is associated with the school. Um, also, sometimes in a healthcare situation, um, hospitals, we have a couple um, that have gone to those that, and those dogs are there to, to just be emotional support to the individuals that are at that school or at that hospital. We also work with some of our other like organizations. So PAWS is an accredited member of Assistance Dogs International, which is our governing body. And um, organizations that work with Assistance Dogs International have a lot of different programs that they serve. And there are some programs that work with disabilities that we do not work with. Uh, we mentioned that we don't do guide dogs. We also don't do um, like um, diabetes alert dogs. So we have some programs that will come and get some of our dogs that aren't suitable for us, but are very suitable for their type of client that they are working with. So we will have like an exchange program so the dog might go to another program. And then we also work with um, some organizations that train um, narcotic, uh, bomb detection dogs. Or police dogs police too. Police dogs, yep. And so, also firefighting dogs too. So yeah, so um, the um, explosive detections, the accelerant detection dogs. So, um, we try what we can, like right now about 80% of our dogs find a working home, whether it's with a pause client or working in a school or working alongside, you know, a police officer's detection, going to another program. So majority of our dogs, we are very happy to say, go into a working role. All right, that's really amazing. Uh, all right, do you name the dogs or do the clients name the service dogs? Um, so we do name the dogs because um, they get their, their name at eight weeks old when they go out to their foster home. So a lot of, most of our dogs have a theme. So they're gonna have a letter theme or a theme theme. So um, they all might have their first, their name start with a letter A. Um, or they might all be flowers or colors. And so what happens is the person who raises the puppy, they get a list of names that have been approved that they can pick from. And so that raiser then gets to pick their puppy's name off of that list. Oh, okay, because there's like some cute names for puppies out there too. Because I know there was a, uh, there was, there was a YouTuber that had a, dog, a poodle named Chocolate. Yeah. Which is a really nice name, too. I mean, I actually love that name. Okay. But it, so it could have been from the color litter or the candy litter, you know? There probably you go. The can, so. the, probably the candy litter, I mean, that, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if, if um, well, you know, if, if I had, if, 
Like, if if you had a dog, what would you name your dog? I have, well, I have three, but I have uh, unique names, I guess, for mine. So, uh, my youngest one's name is Zing. So. Oh, how about the other one? Then I have a Twist and a Jive. Oh, okay, cool. Because um, I, I had a babysitter that I used to go to, and she had a dog named Harley. It was a Rottweiler. So, um, is, is there a specific, specific breed of dogs um, that you use? Yeah, um, there are. So what we have found just um, through many years of, of working with different breeds is that for our specific need, the retrievers, the Labrador retrievers, the golden retrievers, and then we mix those breeds. So um, we, we specifically call them 50-50s, which when we have half lab and half golden. So those are make up our service dogs and our dogs for children with autism are typically those breeds. We also breed a very small breed called a Papillon, um, which is French for butterfly. They have great big butterfly ears, but they're a small dog under 10 pounds. A lot of our clients that are hearing impaired are older and having a 50 to 60 pound dog knock into them to tell them there's a sound might not be good for them. So having a little 10 pound dog who can uh, more gently touch them to alert them to a sound um, is better for them. But then we also have uh, younger individuals, you know, that want a uh, more hardy, robust dog. So we use typically the labs and then the papillons for our hearing dogs. And then Paws also wants to serve individuals uh, that might be allergic to dogs. So we offer standard poodles. Oh, okay. So how many standard poodles do you have? Oh, gosh. That's a hard question mm. for me to, to <laughs> tell you at any given time. There's oh. a couple of them that are in training right now. Oh, we got to stick to the conversation. Um, yeah, so they're probably make up about maybe 5% of the dogs that we place. We don't place as many of them because um, there is an associated cost with owning a poodle. So if you don't need a poodle due to allergies, um, the cost of having to maintain their coat can be rather expensive. So for somebody who doesn't have to have a poodle, having that additional cost might be hard for them to um, have to do every couple of months. So we don't do as many of them as the Labs and Goldens. But then the nice thing is, is somebody who has an allergy um, to dog hair, they can still receive a dog from us. Um, and they can also raise a puppy for us because obviously we have puppy raisers that are allergic to dogs too and are able to raise the poodles for us. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it's really nice that they can raise the poodle for you guys just to help you guys out too. Because mm -hmm. um, I know that the need is so great right now. I mean, for folks that are struggling with, um, I know there's dogs, service dogs for folks with um, anxiety too. Yeah, there are. That is uh, not one of the ones that Paws works with. So anxiety, um, PTSD exactly. um, are some of the programs that are definitely out there that other organizations support. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if anybody's listening that, you know, really needs a dog and hasn't 
doesn't qualify for one of our dogs, we recommend an organization, Assistance Dogs International, and they can research other programs that might train a dog specifically for their needs. Because there are a lot of different disabilities out there and we only are able to cover a few of them. And then my last question for you, um, how can people get a hold of Paws with the Calls if they would like to um, get a dog or volunteer yeah. for a position at Paws with the Calls? So they can check our website that has tons of information, www.pawswithacause.org. They can uh, request an application during our open enrollment period, which will start January 8th and run through the end of March. They can also go on there to volunteer to raise a puppy. If, it's, if somebody is listening and they're um, with a school that is looking for a facility dog, that application is on there. Um, or an individual can also call, uh, call us at 616-877-7297 um, and get directed to the person that would best fit them fit their uh, call request. Alrighty. Um, well, thank you very much for um, coming on the show today, Becky. Um, before we go, is there anything that you would like to maybe say or um, add to the conversation or anything regarding Pause of the Cause? You know, probably one of the last big things that I should have mentioned earlier for anybody that might be in need is that um, PAWS is one of the few organizations that places our dogs at no cost. So uh, it costs about $30,000 to train a dog and the applicant, um, all they have to do is pay a $25 application fee and then they are responsible for the yearly up care of the dog. But all of the dog's training and all of the support throughout the working life of that dog is at no cost to them. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes today's um, episode of the Joe Show, Connecting All Abilities. Um, if you enjoyed this episode of the Joe Show, Connecting All Abilities podcast, um, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share and comment down below. Um, you can find my podcast on, um, on the Whole Picture Podcast Facebook page, powered by WKTV. And you can also find my podcast on Spotify. Apple Podcast, Anchor.fm, or Stitcher, um, and also my podcast airs on Tuesdays at 12.30 p.m. and Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. on WKTV channels Comcast 25 and at and 99. So I will see you all next month for another episode of the Joe Show Connecting All Abilities podcast. So please take care of yourselves and each other. And until next time, peace.